Hello and welcome back to the Cheese Plant Based Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Autumn. I am a holistic health coach and I enjoy talking about all things health and wellness. Today we are going to be talking about six ways to stay healthy while traveling. I feel like this conversation has been coming up a lot. A lot of my clients have been having a ton of questions about how they can maintain their program, how can they stay healthy, also while traveling, being in a new environment, having different foods around them, new routine, etc. But before we get into today's episode, I'm going to start off with some highs and lows. I feel like it's been a minute. So I feel like recently, now that it's April, I feel like there's just this shift in energy and I don't know if anyone else relates to this or feels this, but I feel like with the winter time, it's very introspective. There's a lot of stillness. The days are shorter because of the sunlight. And so I feel like now that it's spring, I feel like I have more inspiration. I'm more motivated and I'm bringing things into action. Whereas in the winter, I feel like I feel a bit slower. So I'm really happy with the seasonal shift. And I'm honestly just looking forward to my time in Mexico. We have officially booked everything. We will be there May 1st through the 22nd. And I am so excited kind of just my intention for April. I'm going to grind hard, working hard, um, just focusing on my business and things that I want to do right now. And speaking of that, I actually am starting this new little thing. This new idea came to me this morning. Um, so I'm starting a challenge. So I'm doing a 30-day challenge feel free to join. I would love it if you joined. We can do this together and hold each other accountable. But I talked about this on my stories. I want to do a 30, not a 30 minute meditation. I want to do a 10 minute meditation right when I wake up. And then also right when I wake up, do not touch my phone for 30 minutes. If I need to like go on YouTube and turn on a meditation, great. But that's all I'm using it for. I'm not checking my notifications. I actually have my phone on silent mode and I turn off a lot of my notifications. So I feel like this is a habit for a lot of people. We wake up, you know, our alarm wakes us up. We turn off our alarm, we check our phones and immediately we jump into the day fight or flight. We're stressed. We're like, I have so many things to do. And then we don't take the opportunity to give back to ourselves And whatever we do first thing in the morning, it's going to be our dopamine hit. I remember I learned about this and I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Like yesterday, I slept pretty crappy. I woke up and I just, to be honest, I was scrolling on my phone for an hour. And then that entire day, I felt so crappy, low energy because obviously I didn't sleep well. But then on top of feeling super, super anxious. And I think a lot of it has to do with my phone and being on that first thing in the morning instead of doing something that's going to help ground and center me. So that's a little challenge that I 
want to do, join it with me. And on Mondays, starting April 24th, I'm going to be sharing a meditation that I've recorded myself. I love recording meditations. I do this with some of my clients. And then if we do one-on-one coaching sessions, I always lead my clients through some sort of meditation and they always love it. So I want to expand this and share more of that side with you. So all you have to do is sign up for my newsletter, which will be linked in the show notes. And this will be starting April 24th. Every Monday, I will be posting a meditation that you can listen to. So super excited to hear your feedback. Here it goes. And honestly, you have no excuse to not do it because it's free. And I think the big thing with meditation too, why it intimidates a lot of people is because they feel like, oh, well, I'm sitting here and I, I can't sit still or my mind's racing. You need it the most. You need to do it the most. When you are resisting it, when you don't want to do it, that means you need that stillness in your life. And I think what meditation does is it really teaches you how to be an observer instead of a reactor because so often we're reacting to situations that are going on in our life, right? And so I think a lot of times when people sit down and meditate, there is that urge to react. I need to escape. I need to leave. I need to run. I need to do whatever. This is uncomfortable. I feel scared. And so we're taught that if we feel uncomfortable, if we're scared, the immediate response is to escape. And so what I love about meditation is is when those thoughts and those feelings come up, you sit through that. You sit through the discomfort doesn't matter what's coming up just because you have that thought doesn't mean that it's truth doesn't mean that it's real and so it really is a mental toughness challenge you're really challenging that inner dialogue that voice that comes up that voice that comes through and now how can you push past that and it teaches you how to be resilient it teaches you how to be present it teaches you how to be an observer. And it also helps connect you back to your intuition, that inner voice. And so this is a big reason why I suggest meditation to everyone, my clients, it has helped me. And even in today's meditation, so much came through. And that's when I decided to do this little challenge and to share it with you and to now record a meditation once a week because I open up that space for new ideas and new things to come through. So I also like to ask myself a lot of questions when I'm meditating and I'll sit on certain things and I'll see what comes up and I think that that's a really beautiful way to connect back with yourself because so often we are disconnected and there's so much noise And so starting your day off with a five, 10 minute meditation, it is really going to help you get your mind right. So that's kind of just like the highs. I feel like lows currently, yesterday was honestly pretty rough. I felt super anxious for multiple reasons. 
lack of sleep, being on my phone, getting in my head. I was in my head a lot and I just felt so anxious and down on myself. I was questioning everything and I was like, all right, we're going to just disconnect from everything. I stopped doing work. I put my phone away. I put my computer away. I connected back with my body. So I just like did something that made me feel good. And for me, that was honestly just hugging my boyfriend. We just cuddled for like 30 minutes. I'm like, I need some physical touch right now. And that was my little dose of therapy that I needed in that moment. And it really, really helped me. And I felt so much better after that. And I've also been taking CBD gummies and literally an hour later after taking them, I fell asleep. It was 7.30. I've never fallen asleep at 7.30, but you know, when you're running off of a general adrenaline and you're so anxious and it's like the minute your body gets to slow down, that's what it felt like yesterday. Like the CBD made my body physically slow down. And then I was like, whoa, I didn't realize how tired I am. <laughs> So I just went to bed and I woke up feeling so much better today and had my little morning. So that was really nice. But let's go ahead and get into today's topic. We're going to be talking about six ways to stay healthy while traveling. So my first tip is to bring things with you. So snacks, supplements, tea, and anything else that you feel like you need. And this is helpful because you'll have things that you already love and enjoy on hand. This is great for long travels. So if you're going to be on an airplane for a long time, if you're in the car for a long time, this is really great. So you already have snacks and things that you enjoy. I love to bring immune supplements while I'm traveling. So some staples are elderberry, zinc, vitamin D3 plus K2, and then activated charcoal is also really helpful. This is great if you deal with like any bloating, gas cramps. It can be super helpful. Um, and then I also love to bring teas. So I will bring Smooth Move because you never know. We get a little bit constipated after traveling. So that's really helpful. Chamomile tea for obviously like the evening time to help unwind ginger tea. I'm obsessed with ginger tea. It's literally my go-to and it's so good for gut health. So love to have that on hand. And then I also like to bring things like nut butters, oatmeal, fruit, like specifically bananas, um, avocado, and crackers. This is great to have in your hotel room or in your Airbnb as well. I'm just really big on saving money while traveling and bringing your own food can be super helpful so you don't feel like you have to go out to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, of course, it's important to explore a new area and try different foods, but I think generally um, I like to just eat at home because I save more money. Tip number two is to grocery shop at your destination. I do this 85% of the time. Majority of hotel rooms have a fridge, and if you're staying with someone or at an Airbnb, this is even better. And what this does is this allows you to purchase fresh and healthy foods 
Plus, you get the opportunity to even shop at local farmer's markets, which I think could be super fun. So stock up on healthy snacks and your favorite essentials, plan out a few simple healthy meals. So I'll get things like bread, avocado, so I can make like avocado toast, coconut yogurt, I'll get like nuts and seeds, some fruit, you know, those are really great snacks or just like a quick easy breakfast in the morning. I'll buy milk so I can make my matcha or my own coffee. You can buy some things to make salads and bowls and any other thing that you like and enjoy. And yeah, I think that that's just a really smart way to travel. Um, Tip number three, find healthy restaurants in the area that you are staying. So most places, especially if you're traveling to a big city, have some sort of healthy option. A lot of people like to label going out to eat as bad and unhealthy. And I'd like to argue this because it comes down to the choices you make, just like the choices you make while grocery shopping. You are in control of what you put in your body. And so it's important to go a little bit out of your way if your health and how you nourish yourself is important to now find restaurants in the area that you will like and enjoy. So what I like to do is, is when I'm going out to eat, I'll order something that's going to nourish my body so it contains my macronutrients, carbs, fat, protein, and then I'll split something that I typically wouldn't eat so I'm getting the best of both worlds. Um, so this could look like some sort of fried dish. Personally, I like to feel good while traveling. I don't like to eat a ton of like fried, sugary, oily, processed foods just because I'm on vacation. And I feel like sometimes people have this mindset that their health journey is very black and white. That if they're on vacation, then they have to like, it's their one time to only eat junk food. Um, But I still like to maintain my healthy habits while I'm traveling as well because that's just what makes me feel my best. Um, and so a really interesting thing, I remember a client, she came to me and she's like, I went to a restaurant and, you know, I know that the nourishing thing to do is to, you know, get the omelet, whatever, felt like I should get that, but I also wanted pancakes and I had such a hard time deciding. And I told her the solution is to get both. You can always get both. So have the eggs, have like the nourishing breakfast plate, and then you can still get pancakes. A lot of times most restaurants have like, you can order like one or two things of pancakes instead of buying like a whole stack. So that's really helpful too when you find yourself going out to eat and you want both things. I always order both. But I'm also a big fan of splitting. So I'll get my own dish and then I'll ask, you know, like my friends or my boyfriend, like, Do you want to split the pancakes? And then we'll have that. And then we'll also have our nourishing meal because I believe in food freedom and indulging. And it's really important to allow yourself to have whatever it is that you are craving. But it's also important to nourish your body so you get the best of both worlds. But honestly, like, I think at the end of the day, like, it comes down to is that something that you even want to do or do you feel like you have to do that? Because I see this mindset with a lot of people and I had the same mindset in my past. I'm on vacation 
for, you know, a week or these three days and I'm just going to eat as unhealthy as possible and that just made me feel terrible about myself. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like my best self on the trip. So just wasn't the smartest outlook on health. I didn't have the healthiest outlook when it came to traveling and food. I'm a really big believer in balance and you can also find this balance while traveling. Tip number four is to incorporate spiritual practices. So traveling can be stressful and overwhelming. So it's really important to incorporate your typical spiritual practices. Or if you're new to this, try out a meditation, do some yoga, practice mindfulness to help you stay grounded, centered, and connected to your inner self. The thing that I love about meditation, breath work, journaling, you can do this anywhere. And I think a lot of times people like to make up excuses. And I see this a lot. Like, I just don't have time. I don't this. I don't that. You can do this on the airplane. You can do this in the car. You can do this right when you wake up. You can do this as you're laying down before you go to bed. It takes five minutes. And that time that you commit to yourself is transformational. It is so important to get back to your give back to yourself. This will help you manage your stress, anxiety. It'll enhance your overall well-being, improve sleep. It's so important to carve that time out because what I see with a lot of people, they don't have anything that they get to go back to when they're feeling stressed or they're anxious while traveling. Oftentimes they neglect that spiritual side of themselves and it affects them they get back from their trip feeling drained feeling empty and I think it's really important to fill up your cup while you're on your trip and this brings me into the next tip tip number five is to set boundaries and I think that this is so important because It allows you to prioritize your health and well-being by establishing limits on things like alcohol consumption, late nights, overcommitting to activities or social engagements. Setting boundaries can help you maintain your energy, focus, and emotional balance while also preventing burnout and exhaustion. Now, I'm not saying that it's not okay to fall out of routine. I lean into this. It can be super fun. The last trip that I went on, we were out until, you know, midnight. We weren't eating dinner till 10 p.m. And that's not something that I typically would do. And I let myself lean into that experience. And I think it's important to let loose and let go of control. But I think, too, that people have a difficult time setting boundaries. Like I said, when it comes to your spiritual practices, if you have time in the morning to brush your teeth, shower, get ready, etc., you also have time to meditate, get a journaling session in, do some breath work. Like I said, it takes five minutes. It takes five minutes to do this. So when you do that on your trip, your 
starting your day off on a really great note and it's super helpful. You can even habit stack. So when you're in the shower, meditating, or when you're in the shower, telling yourself affirmations, or when you're doing your makeup, telling yourself affirmations, there's ways that you can begin to incorporate this without it feeling like you're totally going out of your way. But I think it's important to set an intention before going on your trip of what it is that you want to gain. What are you looking to get out of from this trip? And that will help you kind of just like set the tone. So I think when it comes to boundary setting, it's important to check in with yourself and do what is going to support you. Let's say you're with a group of people who want to go out and they want to party until 4 a.m. You don't have to do that if it doesn't sound fun. Go out, enjoy yourself, but come home at an earlier time if you feel like you need to do that. Create some solo time right when you wake up or right before you go to bed. Do a little morning routine. Do a little night routine. This will help you start your day and end your day on the right note. And I think it's important to let the people around you know this is important. When I went to, you know, Palm Springs, it was important for me to get some walking in, to get some movement in, to get my meditation in. You know, even today, this morning, my boyfriend has been over and I was like, okay, like, please don't talk to me. He kept showing me TikToks. Like, please don't show me any TikToks. Like, I'm going to do a 10-minute meditation right now. And I did that. And I think it's important to vocalize those things so if you have like family or friends or whatever rushing you we got to do this we got to do that like that's okay they want to do that but you're gonna say you know what like just please give me 10 minutes I'm gonna go in the room I'm gonna meditate I need that right now and you know that's that there doesn't need to be any explanation so I think it's important to have those conversations as well but most importantly like the conversation with yourself setting that intention and that will help you set those boundaries Tip number six, the final tip, most importantly, have fun. I cannot stress this enough. Don't stress too much. Traveling and being on vacation, exploring a new area, like all this is supposed to be exciting. Let yourself indulge. Let yourself eat things that you typically wouldn't eat. Break out of your strict routine engage in new activities, meet people, explore all around you. This in itself is going to make your trip so memorable. If there was one thing that I could give, if there's one piece of advice that I could give to my younger self when I was deep in, you know, like my orthorexia restrictive time to have fun traveling and trips scared me because I didn't know what I was going to eat. Was I going to be able to go to the gym? And for me, it was more of this control thing. And what I've realized is over the years that you can be doing all of the right things. You can be eating well, moving your body, but if you're not right mentally, all of that goes out the window. At IIN, they talk about this a lot. We have primary food and secondary food. Primary food is the food off of your plate that fuels your life. So this includes things like joy, creativity, social life. Things that are not related to food also 
There are things outside of food that are going to fill your cup up just as much and even more. Yes, it's important to nourish your body and to eat well and to take care of yourself. But if you're stressed and unhappy, then none of that matters. And so it's so important to let go of any sort of control that you may have and that will be super, super helpful. So have fun, live your life. Life is too short. Eat the slice of cake, go out late. It's all good. (laughs) You're going to look back at those times and you're going to feel so happy. Like, I know this is morbid, but like, I I always think about this when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to look back and be like, wow, I'm so happy. I stressed so much. I'm so happy that I didn't eat the cake. I'm so happy that I didn't let myself loot, didn't let myself let loose and have fun. No, you're going to look back and be like, I'm so happy that I lived my life to the fullest and I said yes and I did all the things and I did things that were uncomfortable. That's what you're going to look back on. So I think that little perspective shift is super helpful if you feel like you're someone who has to have this super strict routine while you're traveling and that's not the point of traveling. What is your definition of traveling? What does traveling mean to you? What do you want to gain out of traveling? I think it's really important to dissect that a little bit and that will help you when you are on trip. Thanks so much for tuning in today's episode. If you have not already, don't forget to follow the podcast so you get to podcast updates of when a new episode is out. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please post it on your stories, share it with a friend. Any kind of support is super helpful. I would also love to hear any sort of feedback about this specific episode or my podcast in general. And I will go ahead and talk to you next Tuesday.